Whether you're in your smart car avoiding Hummers or you're in your house avoiding the J-Dubs, there's no avoiding us, The Drew Marshall Show, live through our website and right here on Joy 1250. Folks, up next, Scott Stapp, frontman for this band, Creed. I can think of no better dude to finish off our seventh season with Scott Stapp, frontman for Creed. I don't know whether you realize this, but uh, these guys have sold millions. I'm looking at a list of stats that are just, to be honest, too long to rattle on with here. So instead of boring you with all that, let me just tell you that Casino Rama, Thursday, August 5th, 8 o'clock, Creed is going to be there. I'll be there with my big son, Josh, 21. This was the band that inspired him to get into the tunes. He sent me a few texts today with some questions for Scott. The boys are going to be performing uh, new songs like Rain, Overcome, A Thousand Faces from Full Circle, their 2009 release, and first new album in eight years, as well as hits, you know, you know the hits. You know the, the, the other ones, Higher, My Sacrifice, With Arms Wide Open, One, What's This Life For? I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Creed.com, ScottStapp.com, CasinoRama.com. I don't know. I, there's, there's just too much to talk about with this guy, man. Folks, I'd like you to welcome the lead singer of Naked Toddler, Scott Stapp. <laughs> How you doing, Drew? What's going on, man? Nothing much, man. We're in uh, Buffalo, New York, getting ready for a show here. Buffalo, New York, the armpit of America. <laughs> You can't say uh, that. <laughs> no, no comment. I got a lot of friends and family here. Oh, good. See my birthplace, dude. You just insulted me. Uh, listen, I'm it kidding, is I'm not kidding. your birthplace, I'm, man. Uh, you, I'm, you, kid, I'm kidding. Don't I'm even kidding. set me up like that. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's been quite a number of years for you, man. I was doing the research, and I was blown away by the ups and downs. You sound like a spiritual battler. Yeah, you sound... I don't, to be honest, you sound a lot like me. You're just a you're just a meathead, uh, as far as God is concerned. Trying to figure it out and this way and that way. I don't know. Well, I tell you, um, I, I've been running from God and my calling in my life since since uh, I was 17, and uh, he ran the farthest place that I could possibly figure out to get away from that call in my life, which was rock and roll. And um, and then when I kind of kind of hit me that I, I was doing exactly what I feel God wanted me to do. Uh, I kind of didn't know how to handle it and uh, didn't want to be a hypocrite because my lifestyle was totally not uh, that of a Christian and, and, and I wasn't even a Christian. Uh, I was all in my head and hadn't moved to my heart. And uh, 
you know, when you're in this world and being a part of this world, uh, they eat you up. And, uh, you know, I got a lot of stories that I can tell you about that, but I tell you what, we have a loving God full of grace. Thank God. And, and, and uh, you know, although we don't deserve it, he always welcomes us home and, and, you know, I finally got saved and, and, uh, and just changed my life. Still, still have my battles, man, but it, I tell you, it, it's a lot different now having an understanding of, or at least learning to know what real love is. Yeah. Well, you know what I found is having kids probably the best way to wrap your head around unconditional love. Yeah, most most definitely. And I think uh, my second child, uh, Milan, uh, my daughter, she really opened the door on that for me too. All right. Well, let's let's go through the journey here. First of all, when Creed decided to take some time off, did you did you get back into some multi level marketing? Was that a good option for you then, or? Uh, I, t- I tell you, it should have been. Because <laughs> uh, in the in the beginning, the, this whole uh, raising the money for the first CD deal, you kind of you kind of sunk that into a multi level marketing thing and and blew that one right up. That was good, dude. Yeah, that was that was real good. And I was trying to do anything I could for the band, and uh, you know, thank God things worked out where we could record that album. Yeah, what do you spend like five or six grand on it, and it sold seven million? So yeah, those are good odds, uh, good numbers right there. Uh, how sick were you of constantly trying to convince people that you were not uh, a Christian band? I mean, even yesterday I was talking to a Hollywood publicist, and she said, "Oh yeah, Creed, yeah, Christian band." Like if I was you, dude, I would not be seen dead doing any interviews with Jesus Media. Well, I tell you, you know, we're not a Christian band, and and when we got those questions, uh, you know, we were. We understood what that meant uh, to say that we didn't want to be hypocrites and we weren't living that lifestyle. And although through the lyrics, you know, I was trying to search and and, and figure things out, and 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 I, and I knew of God because I was raised that way. Uh, but uh, you know, it's, it's just a confusing time, and and uh, in no way did we want to have people believe we were something we weren't. Yeah, well, I watched a lot of the interviews, and I saw the frustration in you, because, like, interview after interview after interview, the whole Christian band thing came up. So let's move on from that. Um, I, I, I guess I'm trying to figure out what, what the heck went through your head, you know, turning into this rock and roll bad boy. Did that have anything to do with you trying to finally shake that image, uh, being a Christian band, being a good little Jesus kid or whatever? Like, was there anything inside of you that felt... Like, man, you know what? Screw it, then. I'm just going to do whatever stupid thing I want to do, and this is going to help the band's image by, I don't know, me chilling in Kid Rock's trailer or something. Well, I'm, I don't think like that. I, I don't really <laughs> think about it. You know, maybe I should have a little foresight, but uh, it was uh, it was more along the lines of, of uh, you know, just getting caught up in the, in the, in the scene. In the scene, man. And, and then I really kind of took a spiral when uh, I made a decision to uh, you know, not listen to my ear, nose, and throat doctor and take nine months off to rest my voice and just and shoot me up, coach. And uh, I was taking uh, getting corticosteroid shots before the show so I could sing reduce the inflammation. And when you do that for a period of time, uh, it makes you go crazy. And uh, so I really wasn't myself, uh, literally and clinically, and uh, did a lot of stupid things when I was insane. All right, well, let's go right back. Uh, birth father split when you were a kid, is that right? That's right. And did, did you have four sisters along the way? Yep, four sisters. And not one brother, from, from even from another mother? 
<laughs> I do have two half brothers that I never met. Okay. Um, but my real father, yeah. Okay, so your single mom, she's going to tough, and then she finds this hot dentist at church. That's right. Dr. Stephen Stapp. Uh, he was pretty cool at the start, wasn't he? He was kind of into sports and stuff. and Very cool. I love him, love him dearly. Still do. But how are things that you and Dad these days? I know he's still in practice down in Florida, but there was a time where, you know, I don't know, you get busted for whatever, and he'd make you write out the Bible as a punishment? Um, you know, I think his intentions and his heart were, you know, who can be a better teacher than God, and who can try to impart better wisdom on a young person than Proverbs and Psalms. Uh, and uh, so looking back on it, I don't, I don't think it was any kind of brutal punishment. He was helping me with my 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 handwriting and my, my reading comprehension and, and my writing style and probably helped me formulate a writing style by doing that. Yeah, know? but Scott, I mean, come on, you, were you guys not going to church like 27 times a week? And Yeah, we were. We I mean, were. How many pastor's kids have we heard about who have just gone right off the rails because that's that was their life? They were like, forget this, I'm done with it. Well, you know, it probably had something to do with it. But, uh, you know, being an older man now, I, I, I understand and appreciate his heart. There's no rule, there's no guidebook on how to be a parent, right? Yeah, tell me about it. Hey, did you get kicked out of a god school for smoking a dupe? Uh, yeah, with the, uh, with the, uh, president of the university's son. <laughs> he was the one, he was the one who introduced me to it and asked me to go camping with him. Uh, I, I'd never seen weed before. Uh, we, were, we were freshmen, and, and you know he lied to his dad, and I didn't. <laughs> That's funny, man. Were you were you really going to be a lawyer? I read that somewhere. What were you studying? Uh, well, that was what I thought I was going to do, and uh, you know, so I was taking all the courses and communications and free law and, and English and and all kinds of writing courses, and and I uh, got got about twelve hours of that education left. I was getting ready to graduate the semester that we uh, we got a record deal. Wow. So close. Do you think you're finished it? Uh, yeah, I'm actually working on that right now. Very cool. Very cool. All right, so when you look back on your stuff, right, I mean, the stuff that hit the news, back when you were, I think you were actually looking like a cross between Andre Agassi with a hat on and Joey from Full House and Mel Gibson. You had this kind of... <laughs> Cool uh, multi look going here. Back in the days of the three eleven fight, or the Howard Stern's wife thing, or busted before heading off on your honeymoon. Is there a shame associated with that stuff now, or have you been able to totally let it go? Well, I tell you what. Whenever there is sin, there's a consequence for that, and uh, and then there's shame. Yes, and uh, you know, I, I don't I don't think about it all the time, but it definitely impacted my life, and. Uh, it on another direction, and, and uh, you know, I felt terrible for that. Yeah, but Scott, like, personally, I, I can forgive others pretty easily, but for some reason, forgiving myself, dude, I suck at that. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a tough part, and uh, that's probably something I battle with all the time. Really? Yeah, because I just keep screwing up, man. Yeah. Well, join the club, right? I mean, the, the, the quote for our show is that messy spirituality is the Christianity most of us live, but few of us admit. And whenever someone comes along and brags about this show, ooh, I love your show, man, I love your show, I just say, you know, tune in long enough, I'll offend you too. <laughs> well, I mean, Christ came, Christ didn't come for the people who didn't need him. 
he came for the centers. And, uh, you know, thank God he did. Yeah. Okay, so the song called Time on the new record, it goes, uh, Time, you're no friend of mine. That's got to be, uh, that's got to have something to do with all the bad stuff that you got nailed for. If you could take it back and do it all again from the middle of 2002 to 2006, would you do it? Most definitely. Most definitely I'd like to do that again. But I tell you what, um, in trying to take a negative and turn it into a positive, uh, it's allowed me to to uh, have real-life experience to, to relate to people who are going through similar situations with alcohol and, and other things. And it's allowed me to be able to mentor and help other people who are going through that now. I, I'm sorry, this sounds like a little bit of a, I'm more interested in your nastiness than the, you know, cool life you're living now. And we'll... well, you know what, it, that, that's all part of it, it's all part of it, that's, that's, that's sensationalism is what makes people listen, right? Well, but you know what, I gravitate, like there's lots of happy, shiny Jesus shows out there, and that was one of the things that ticked me off living in the Jesus scene. Every time they put someone up on the platform, it was always, I used to struggle with this, then I found Jesus, now everything's peachy. And that wasn't my story. Uh, no, my, not my story either. That's not reality, man. No. I mean, yes, yes, there can be, you know, uh, miraculous uh, transformations and conversions. But like I used to say uh, to some friends of mine, you know, yes, right now I feel that, that you know, Christ over the last period of of a year or two, you know, cleared out a lot of big trees uh, in my life, uh, but there's there's still deep roots underneath there. Sometimes those roots can start sprouting again, and uh, so thank God that that we have Him to to help us get through those times, and then to love us enough to take us back when we fail. I'm just wondering how bad it got for Scott Stapp, you know? I mean, you were the face of Creed. You are the face of Creed. I mean, do you ever just shake your head and wonder why me? Like, why didn't I die? Like, when you're out in the pool in your backyard shooting some hoops into that poolside net, or maybe you're playing that monster grand piano at the bottom of the stairs beneath those killer paintings on the wall, and right beside that butt-ugly glass statue. Have you been to my house? (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever just sit there and go, why didn't I die? I mean, how did you not end up like one of your biggest influences, Jim Morrison? Uh, grace of God and my family. How do you know that about my house, dude? You're freaking me out. <laughs> have, you been, have you been in my house? <laughs> no, it's my job to research, man. Really? So there's pictures in, of the inside of my home on the Internet. Yeah, they're, they're, well, it's your video. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> You're breathing easy now? I'm breathing easy now. Your first marriage, then your health, then prednisone, then pulling a Ray Charles and shooting your house up, and then your band tanked, everything was tanking. Any advice for Mel Gibson? Because he's your buddy, isn't he? Uh, I wouldn't say buddy. Uh, he called a friend of mine and, and asked if I wanted to do a song for uh, Passions of the Christ. So uh, I shook his hand and said yes, and that was it. Oh, that's it, huh? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't have too many friends, man. Really? That's kind of a man. That's a that's a cold thing. Well, I got three kids and a wife and, and a family. That's all I need. How is former Miss New York? I think isn't she currently Mrs. Florida? She just uh, gave. She just handed that title off. Yeah. I did a little uh, looking on her. Was she not on an episode of Full House way back when? I believe so. Yes, she was. And uh, and how is the young and talented Mr. Daniel Stapp doing? He's doing awesome, man. He's doing awesome. He's about, what, a month old? He's almost four weeks old, yeah. 
And Jaggers, 11, I think, Mr. Arms Wide Open, best man at your wedding, being one who carries a message from God. i tell you what, man, you've done your homework. Yeah. He's doing good, man. He just did his first show uh, yesterday. Uh, he's a great kid. He's a joy. I love that Kiss mural on his wall. I just went to the Kiss concert a few months ago up here. Yeah. Cool, man. And uh, Milan is three, I think? She's three and a half, yep. Man, I just, you know, I admire the stickability of your marriage because it got whacked there for a while because you were off your face. Uh, way to go. It's a real encouragement for the rest of us who are hanging on by our the skin of our teeth kind of thing. I'd say it's the strength of my wife because uh, I'd say she's had many reasons to, to, to go, but she stuck by me. When you were working with uh, Carlos Santana, did you guys get into any spiritual talks? Because it sounds like he's had a bit of turnaround, too. You know, he told me that God told him to pick me. Really? Uh, yeah. And I said, well, next time you talk to God, Carlos, uh, give me a call, because i got a few things I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to tell him. Because <laughs> you did work recently, didn't you? Yeah. November 18th, 2006. Is that tattooed on your arm? Yeah. I cannot believe. How many stories did you fall off that balcony? Uh, I don't know, man. It's a long way. You've had some incredible stuff go down in your life, and if there's ever been evidence that there is a God and that he's very, very patient with us, it's Scott Stapp. Yes. That meeting with Mark Tremonti at the uh, Hard Rock Hotel in Florida, that's the same place where Anna Nicole Smith died, right? Uh, is it? Yeah, I think so. It's, oh, it's, my God. It's just up the street from Aquilina. You ever been to that hotel? Uh, not that I know of. Oh, it's beautiful. Anyway, you and Mark decided to sit down and, and make up. It, is it genuine? Everyone wants to know, are you just doing it for the bucks? Are you just getting back together because it's a good thing? Or is it really heartfelt, I forgive you, no, I forgive you? Well, I tell you, you know, I think we've forgiven, but it takes a while to, to build a relationship and uh, after six, seven years away from people. So, you know, for us to, to say that, that everything's back to normal and how it used to be, that'd be a lie, you know? I mean, it's, it's a healing process and it takes time and takes building of trust and uh you know we're both making the effort in that so you know i i think that's the straightest way to put it how does the fame mess with a with a, with a jesus follower because there's a there's a clash of cultures there you, if you're a jesus follower a genuine jesus follower you're supposed to lay your life down and be all you know humble and you know give away your shirt and stuff and and you are you are Mr. All That in a bag of chips. Isn't that isn't there a clash there? Uh, you know I don't believe so. I I, I believe that that uh, you know some people have different places in the world, uh, put in different situations, and they're to use every situation they have, whether that be a garbage man or or national TV or or to do what I do, and that's uh, to bring glory to God and try to use that platform for that and so i think it's uh i think it's about time uh for christians to be in those situations and bring glory to god instead of of doing the opposite good for you man i'm glad you're there i really am all right let's finish this off with a couple of texts that my son just sent me he says my two favorite songs are away in silence and on my sleeve can scott explain why he wrote them well uh i wrote away in silence uh about a situation in my in my life between my wife and i uh, and uh, on my sleeve is just a personal song, uh, you know, where I was kind of doing what I doing what I do most most of the time. My lyrics, all the time, my lyrics is just express my soul and my heart. 
You know, you and I, you and I are very similar. I am more vulnerable when I'm on the air than I am with with real live people. You express so much vulnerability in your lyrics, and yet here you are, this guy with no friends. Uh, let me not don't, don't put it that way. Uh, <laughs> I, I was kind of be I was kind of being dry and facetious. Uh, you know, I have I have friends, but it's uh, it's a little different when you have a big family. You know. Yeah, your life, your life changed. It's not about living for you anymore. Uh, he's also interested to know the spiritual difference between their last album and the new one, Full Circle. He says last one had a lot more spirituality. He doesn't see much uh, much of that stuff in the new album. Different headspace, different writing team, different stuff the label put on on you, or what's no, you know, the label leaves me a mark alone, and and uh, you know, I think I think just as as songwriters and. and and as a lyricist and a writer, I, I just, at, at this phase in my life, you know, the inspiration that was coming through uh, was, was inspired by, you know, us getting back together and, and, and then just real-life situations. And, uh, you know, it's, when we're writing and creating, it's really kind of from a, the subconscious. And uh, so I think that that was just stuff that needed to to come out and it is what it is you know we never think about oh we want to say this or i want to say that or i want to say this it's just a snapshot of our life at the time yeah yeah well, I can remember uh, we were living in Australia about seven years ago, seven, eight years ago, and uh, my son was just getting into some pretty decent tunes, and he was cranking the Creed CD, and I was like, dude, what is that? And we just, we started getting into it together. He and I are going to come up to the concert on Thursday up at Casino Rama. Quite looking forward to that. A little father-son moment there. It, it, awesome. sa- it sounds like he's eight years old, but he's 21. We still sort of hang with each other. So That's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, it's a good deal. All right, so final question, Scott. I read somewhere that the big fall off the balcony was the the culminating moment for you to get your life together, to get your spirit to surrender. I mean, what was it? Because you you went from living off your parents' spiritual coattails to saying screw everything, I need to just figure this out on my own to to coming back to the faith of your youth. It's a heck of a journey, right. man. What was the deal that turned it? Was there was there a culminating moment or a series of events? It's been a series of events and it's ongoing. Because uh, uh, I'm a knucklehead, like you said, and, and uh, you know, but that was a time where I really felt like a miracle had happened in my life, and there was no reason for me to be alive. And it's just kind of, you know, I'm I'm hard headed, and, and uh, but God broke that hard head and uh, put me in a, in a place for about nine months where all I could do was uh, be still and listen, and uh, you know, I think. My wife and my family you know, really demonstrated God's love to me, and it, it just broke me and began a process, and uh, that process is still ongoing. And, uh, you know, I tell you, uh, it, it's still a journey, but it, it's uh, a lot better now than where it was. That's cool. Well, Scott, you got a lot of people that give a rip about you. There's probably a lot of people that pray for you. I don't because my prayer life sucks, but if you tank again or you fall again or something goes stupid or we hear something in the news or whatever we're just going to keep loving on you man all right well, I, keep, I appreciate that man keep everybody keep praying for me and, and we, we love the fans we can't wait to see them on the fifth and see you guys and and uh play some music and and have a good positive night of rock and roll
Yeah, it'll be quite good. Quite looking forward to it. Scott, I appreciate your heart, man. I like your vulnerability. I really, uh, I love your messiness, too. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> All right, dude. We'll talk to you. Hey, talk to you later. Thanks, Scott. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, to cut off their latest CD, this one's called Rain. Have a listen. Rama on Thursday, August 5th, 8 o'clock. Tickets start at 45 bucks. Go to CasinoRama.com. Scott's got a killer solo career as well, ScottStapp.com. And, of course, there's Creed.com. The guy's doing everything, but he's still working it hard. And as I said uh, just a couple of minutes ago, you're not going to meet a more vulnerable, messy cat than Scott Stapp from Creed on the Drew Marshall Show. We'll be right back. Like what you've heard? Listen again online at drewmarshall.ca. Have you ever thought about advertising your organization on the radio but don't really have the budget for a long-term marketing campaign? Well, what if we gave you a show? The Drew Marshall Show is currently offering an innovative advertising concept for the small business owner or charity. With web stats and listenership at an all-time high, Canada's most listened-to spiritual talk show is offering you an opportunity to partner with us one show at a time. Consider sponsoring one show and we'll introduce you to our listening audience for the day. Drew will mention your organization every hour during our four-hour show, including a live phone interview. We'll also post your logo and website link on our website for an entire month. If you're thinking about promoting a special event, product, or upcoming sale, or if you just want to test the radio advertising waters without a huge investment, then consider becoming a one-day advertising partner with The Drew Marshall Show. Go to drewmarshall.ca for more details or call Michelle on 519-942-0518. That's 519-942-0518. 